0: hello guys how are you guys doing today today I want to talk to you guys about having a form of godliness I want to read to you guys what it says in second um, Timothy verses 3 I want to start um, yeah let me start with verse three it says but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men would be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self control, brutal, despised of good, traitors headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. Always learning and never be able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janes and Jambers resist Moses, so these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith. But they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all as theirs also was. So, this passage is very important, guys, because, you know, you see a lot of people that, that's walking around, they profess to be Christians, right? You know, they profess that they belong to Christ. But when you look at their behaviors, you look at their actions, it says otherwise, Okay. Us as believers, we cannot just have a form of godliness. Okay? People who have a form of godliness, they do not, you know, they just, when you see them in the street, you said this person must be a saved person just by the way they appear themselves to be. But all of that is a deception. It's a deception because that person lives haven't been transformed by the holy spirit they are very religious but they haven't been born again by the power of the holy spirit a lot of your pastors there are pastors that are like that there are some churches you go to you could tell the way that pastor preach that he's not truly born again and, and, and he may appear, you know, he may have a form of godliness, but his personal life is not, trans- has not been transformed by the Holy Spirit, okay? So we have to not be, you know, you know the thing is, being religious, you know, is not what's going to get you saved. You have to be transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Your life must be transformed just by appearing, by displaying, you know, that you are, you know, just displaying to the world that you are a holy person, you're a godly person. But in your personal life, you're doing all kinds of things. You're you, you, having sex outside of marriage. You're in homosexuality. you watch watching pornography. You're in adultery. Okay? If you want to live your life like that, you know what I'm saying? And at the end, when you take your last breath, you'll be separate from the Lord forever. So that's why we have to be careful about that. We have to be truly born again. Okay? Please, in this world that's what the Bible says, if you love this world, you are an enemy of God, this world cannot offer eternal life, if you try to take everything, try to enjoy this world, you want everything out of this world, then you are already separate from God, you like a walking dead person, okay, you like the walking dead, you know, spiritually you are already dead, That's why Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead, okay? So, we must not live a life to appear godliness when we know we're not living a life of of godliness, okay? It's hypocritical. You don't want to appear to be a hypocrite, okay? So, they deny the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so they are, you know, like the Bible says, they, they, are, they are lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. They love themselves. They love money. They are boisters. They are proud. Okay. If you love anything in this world <clears throat> more than you love God, then then you, the God destroyed, if you read in the Old Testament, A lot of times when God destroyed um, a a, a nation, or when God sent the Israelites into captivity by the Babylonian, or when God uh, had the Philistine um, occupied um, the Israel the Israelites, it's all idolatry. Idolatry is something that God hates a lot. Okay, you cannot have any idol. You cannot place any idol before God. Okay, I'm not saying you like you worshiping some statue. That's wrong. If you are, you know, the Virgin Mary, the the saints, the, those statues, like the Catholic Church venerate the Virgin Mary. All those things are idolatry to God. A lot of these Catholic churches you go to, you see a lot of statues of supposed to be Jesus Christ, supposed to be the Virgin Mary. Okay, we're not supposed to idolize uh, just worthless objects. That's a statue. That, those statues does not represent the Lord. Okay? When you put money, when you love money, some people love money so they, they will give their own child for money. You know, everything's about money to them. Okay? When you live your life like that, when you put money before God, when you worship money, you will perish with your money. Okay? There is nothing in this world that's worth your soul. What does it profit a man to lose his uh to gain this whole world but to lose his soul? What would you trade in for your soul? This life is way too short to be living a life of idolatry of you know rebellion against a holy god they love the like it says right here they are lovers of money they they love they, they um they have corrupt mind you know they are led away by lust if you live in the flesh you will die in the flesh okay The most important thing you could do with your life is to surrender. There is nothing sin and and may may feel good for a season. Pleasure may may feel good for a season. You know that's that's how the enemy is. You know, the enemy is like giving you a Kool Aid. The Kool Aid is sweet. It feels good, but it's really poison. You know, you're gonna die from it later so that's the same thing with sin you know any kind of sin is gonna lead to your destruction you know every you know it feels good to somebody who committed adultery to that person it probably feels great you know but they don't know that the enemy what the enemy's trying to do is he's trying to he wants you to help him you know destroy yourself Okay, so he wants your help so he could destroy your lives. Okay, so the enemy cannot make you sin. When Adam and Eve sinned, God didn't say, oh, you're right. The devil did tempt you, so I'm going to punish the devil. No, God punish everybody because you don't have to listen to him. You know, Jesus, the Bible says, take every thought captive. Okay? resist the devil, he says in James, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You know? We are in a war. We have to know that we cannot be like this world. We cannot display a form of godliness when our heart is far away from the Lord. You know, we need to be able to, like the Bible says, God resists the proud and give grace to the humble. If you are struggling, With any kind of sin in your life, just humble yourself and realize that you need a savior. None of us cannot set ourselves free from sin. The Bible says we are dead in our trespasses. In Psalm 51, David said that um, I was born in iniquity. You know, I was born in sin. You're right. We all have a sinful nature. That's why we need a savior. That's why we need help, you know. It's kind of like if somebody, you know, it's you know, you're in a situation where you cannot help yourself. Okay, we cannot help ourselves. Our in our sinful, fallen condition. That's why we have an advocate. We have a a mediator. Jesus Christ, the hundred percent man hundred percent God he's the only one that could help us if you're looking anywhere if you are looking anywhere else for truth you know for any car if you're looking outside of the source of truth which is Christ then you're wasting your time and they're selling your life okay stop with the idolatry guys Idolatry is offensive to God. Anything that you put before him is offensive to him. If he puts your career before him, you know, the Bible says he's a jealous God. He's not jealous because he, you know, he, he's, he's a father, right? It's kind of like if you see your child doing something that's not right, you just, you, you know, you 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 upset because you don't want them to get hurt. God does not have those things in place. You know, God set those boundaries. He set his um, commandments in place, not to hurt us, but to protect us. He knows if you put money, if you idolize money, you're going to do all kind of evil stuff to get money, right? You're going to lie, you're going to steal, you're going to cheat just to get that money. So God doesn't want you to to idolize money because he knows you're going to do those things. And those things are going to hurt you in the long run. God knows it's only going to hurt you. If you commit adultery on your spouse, it's going to hurt you even though she doesn't know about it. All right. Because anything you do in the universe is going to come back to you. We Christian, we don't believe in karma. We believe in God. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in a, in a righteous God. And a God that loves his creation. That's merciful. That's, that's um, compassionate. But we're so, he's also a just God. He, he's also a righteous God and a holy God. He cannot let sin go unpunished. Okay, we must understand that. We cannot abuse the Lord's grace. The, I had a very, um, I had a very bad dream a few days ago, a very sexual, explicit dream. In a very disgusting dream, I've been celibate for seven years and a half. And what the enemy in the dream? I was having sex with somebody, right? And the enemy says in the dream, you know, you could pray, you could ask Jesus for forgiveness later. In the dream, you know, in the dream that I was going to keep having sex. Once I'm done having sex and I could ask Jesus for forgiveness. See, that's the works of the enemy, guys. Do not fall for that. Do not abuse the Lord's grace. Don't don't be like, oh, I'm going to do this sin. And then I'm gonna go ask God for forgiveness afterward. Do not buy into the lie of the enemy. Okay? Do not abuse the Lord, will not be mocked. You cannot abuse his grace and get away with it. Okay? You guys do not understand how painful it was for the Lord when he's death on the cross. You cannot abuse his grace. If you fall into sin, It does happen since we have a fallen nature. Then you realise that you sin. You just get down on your knees and say, Lord, I need help. You say you need help. You know, just like any loving father, if you go to them and say, Dad, Father, I need help, who what kind of who tell me a loving father who wouldn't be wouldn't be so happy to help you out? Because you humble and go before him. He knows our sinful nature. He knows we are easily tempted. We have a frail, a very frail mind. Okay, we are very fickle. God knows that. But he wants us to fight the good fight. And what it says in Ephesians. If you're fighting a good fight, God sees your heart. The most important thing is, is your heart do you have a pure heart do you have a heart for christ do you really love him i love the lord for my heart i'm willing to give my life to the lord anytime he wants i'll give everything to him and the lord knows that you know i could say that there's nothing in this world that i put before christ I could come out and say that because it's true, and if it was not true, I wouldn't come out and say it. I am ready to die for the Lord anytime He wants me to die for Him. Whatever He wants me to do, I'm ready to do it. That's the kind of, that's the kind of uh, believers that the Lord is looking for. I put absolutely nothing in front of the Lord before the Lord. I put nothing before the Lord. There's nothing in this world that I love more than, more than Jesus. You know that's what's that's the kind of believers that He's looking for. He wants believers who's not going to make excuses. He wants believers who's going to call sin sin, and not spend it. Okay, you cannot deceive, mock God. He knows you better than you. He knows than you know yourself. He knows what you're gonna do before you even do it. Okay, so if you love him with all your heart, he only knows that. Okay, there are certain things that he knows which believers that if he call upon them to die for him, they they he he only knows the believers that's gonna do it. God. The Lord Jesus have a group of believers in this world, all over the world. When he snapped his fingers and said he wants something done, those believers just grab everything and go. Those are warriors who give, who's willing to give Jesus their all. I want you guys to get to that place in your life. I'm not boasting for myself. I will never boast about myself. I'm the way I am because of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost that's in me. I would like you guys to get to a place in your life where I'm at in my life where nothing's important to me. I am an entrepreneur. Yeah, I would like to have success in my my business, but not if you know what I'm saying. I don't want that, my success in business, I don't want that to affect my relationship with the lord i don't want money or anything else um interfere or hinder my relationship with the lord okay i want you guys to get to a place in your life to be like that there are believers out there if they are rich if they are poor if they are sick if they are healthy it means nothing to them because they are sold out I call them a sellout. They are a sellout for Jesus Christ. Those believers are sold out. Okay? There's nothing you can do to turn them away from Christ. Not even death. As a matter of fact, they'd be willing to die for Christ anytime he wants. I want you guys to get to that place in your life where I'm at. Okay? Like I said before, I'm not boasting myself It's the Holy Spirit that, that got me to this place in my life where nothing is important to me but Christ, you know? I want you guys to, to you know, cultivate that relationship with, with your Creator. And know that there's nothing in this world that's important. There's nothing in this world that's worth pursuing if it's going to affect your relationship with your Creator. It's good to have money. It's good to have success. It's good to have a career. But don't let that um, interfere, hinder your relationship with Jesus Christ. That should take a back seat. And when you think about it, it's kind of offensive too, right? Jesus, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, um, give you life. They give you breath, but you reject them, and then you want to. Love money, you want to put everything else before him, but he's the one that gave you breath, right? He's the potter. You just the clay. The clay supposed to thank the potter for giving him life, because he doesn't have to give you life. God does not owe you anything, at all. You should be great. You should be thankful that you are alive, because the potter does not owe the clay anything. Okay, Fight the good fight of faith. Don't let the enemy distract you. Don't let the enemy make you focus on what's temporary. Keep your focus on what's eternal. May the Lord bless you. And like I said, fight the good fight of faith. Amen. I'm not afraid of